0: Hey, Nina, if I told you I have something right now that is better than gold, hmm. what would you be thinking? Like, what comes to mind? Like, gold? Like, what are our, our wedding rings are made out of? What what comes to mind?
1: I have no idea. I would be curious what it is that you would want to share with me so or tell me or give me. What is it?
0: <laughs> to, to give you, right? You know, some people might be thinking, well... The next best precious metal is is platinum or maybe there's some diamonds in the gold. What's interesting to me is is scripture talks about something that is more precious, more valuable than gold. And I want to read from Proverbs 16, 16. It says how much better to get wisdom than gold. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of wisdom the importance of knowledge, but we're also going to be projecting that into our family lives. How do we home educate and provide that knowledge and wisdom to our kiddos mm. so that they're equipped for life? Would you read Proverbs 1-7 for us and just kind of speak a little bit more into to this topic?
1: Sure. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction.
0: Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wow
1: hey friends welcome to the encourage inspire podcast my name is nina
0: and i am nathan and like we said we're going to be talking about home education the bible talks about wisdom knowledge and we're going to be taking how that wisdom and knowledge from god himself impacts how we educate our children within our homes we're going to be unpacking several different aspects of this so we're excited that you're along for this conversation
1: our passion is building faithful families Thank you for walking alongside us as we share stories and talk about the lessons we are learning.
0: Nina, as we're working through this podcast, I think the title I want to give to it is Every Believer's Call to Home Education. So, just to be clear, if you are not a mother or a father, maybe you're extended family, maybe you're believers that are actively participatory in some family's life, I I don't want you to think that this is just a mom-dad podcast. This is really Mm -hmm. intended... To be for for every believer and the importance of how home education uh, shapes and and impacts families. So we just want to make that that very clear. So Nina, I think something we need to to define though is what do we mean by home education? How does it differ from things like formal education? And in our situation, we homeschool. So we need to work through some of those definitions. Let's let's just kind of work through it. What's formal education to us? Like, what do you think of when you think of formal education?
1: When I think of formal education, I think of kids going to a specific building and being taught by teachers, other people like in a like a public school system or private school or private school or even higher education. So college. So we're talking about
0: anything from kindergarten to college master's degree that that typically takes place in a In an institutional setting, right? Right. Now, you and I were both educated in in public school systems, like within the system that we're talking about with formal education. Mm -hmm. My mom taught for decades. Right. We know a lot of wonderful, incredible brothers and sisters in Christ that invest their lives in formal education. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is something that's impacted us. We know it's how people are using their lives to impact uh, young people and and those being educated—that's our scope, right? Formal education. Now, we homeschool, and, and just to be clear, the podcast isn't intended to be a homeschooling podcast today. Right. But we homeschool. What does that mean for us?
1: That's almost a loaded question. Uh, for me, I mean, that's—I could go, I could go I really know. far and deep into that. But I think that on the surface level, for me, homeschooling in our home is to meet the needs of if each of our kids, allow them to explore areas that they're even interested in exploring more deeply. But my top reason for homeschooling, if that's what you are asking, is just to be able to pour into them scripture and just how to live their life for God on a daily basis.
0: And I love that answer. I, I know I was setting you up for a hard question and, <laughs> and we could talk about it. Maybe in a different podcast. But again, our, our intention today is not to promote one system over the other. Mm-hmm. So, so two things that I see when I think of homeschooling for our family is, A, homeschooling has to replace parts of formal education because there's certain topics that – you know, we want to emphasize like math and and reading and language arts and and some things like that.
1: Well, and uh, with our particular state, there are legal requirements that we have to meet with homeschooling.
0: So we're trying to meet those requirements to be in right standing from a legal perspective. We desire for our kids to have the understanding about history, science, maths, math topics, reading, and, and all of those core topics or, or courses or classwork that, that typically would happen within a, a formal education setting. But what, what's interesting to me is I think as we have developed our home education philosophy, we have used homeschooling to enhance that. So what I mean when I say home education is being in a mindset within our family so that our children learn all all aspects of life that need to be learned, including, in our case, the traditional topics and and curriculum, but also thinking about very specific life lessons and very specific spiritual lessons that we want to pass along to our kids so that they can, again, pass that on to future generations. Does that sum up home education to you or or do you have any other thoughts about that?
1: I think for the most part that, That probably sums it up really well because there's just so many daily aspects, though, of just living out our life. I feel like I can do that better with them being homeschooled. It stretches out further than uh, this overarching idea of home education. Homeschool fits under that. And then there's other things that, like you spoke of, that we try to do or implement. And desire to do.
0: Nina, so something I want to make sure that we distinguish is, regardless of how a family chooses to educate in the the core topics that we were talking about earlier, math, Mm -hmm. reading, language, arts, history, science, regardless of how they choose that, that education system, what is home education then? Why do families need to understand God's call to home education and and when I say that I mean that that wisdom and that knowledge that we talked about in Proverbs you know we have one side the core education but but home education is is an addition it it actually encompasses our umbrella's the way we educate our kids in terms of those core topics
1: not only that it's the, it's the way we should do life as adults as kids I just feel like it should encompass how we go about our life.
0: In our notes earlier, I I said home education should be an everyday, all day lifestyle. Mm-hmm. In the same way that that when we think about how God wants us to live life, that's an everyday, all day lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So we're very much admitting we feel like there's a spiritual element to home education.
1: Right. I think that I really think that actually is the. It has to be the driving force, the thing that is at the top of, of home education for us as believers.
0: Yes, and so we prioritize that. Mm-hmm. So let, let's think through in the home, how are we educating our kiddos? We can give our specific examples, but you know, then generally speaking, how do moms and dads educate their kids? How do grandmas and grandpas? How do other believers be a part of this home education process? So one thing that comes to mind for us is uh, nightly devotions. That's something we've always tried to prioritize. Does that mean that we can do it every night? No. Does that mean it's as deep and as long every night? No. But it's something we try to prioritize and make a cultural part of our family.
1: Right. I think something that included in that is just we can stop and and we stop and try to pray for people as needs come up. And so not only is it a a daily habit that we try to to do together but also just realizing hey if the a need comes up let's just stop and pray and and do that and not not everyone is always able to be included in that but it's something that we can uh, practice doing from in a spiritual sense
0: as you were talking something that came to mind is as I learn God's wisdom and learn God's knowledge, I know God's heart better. Mm. And so then when there is opportunities to either serve or pray or, or minister to somebody, then God's word pours back into my heart and God's desires start to guide my desires. Mm. Homeschooling for us, that doesn't encompass what we're talking about. That, that's part of it. And we use it to enhance home education, but we have this desire for, for God's wisdom to flow into all aspects of life, Mm -hmm. guiding us every day, every moment. Now, I want to make sure people don't go, (laughs) the Nance's got it together. Oh, man. We desire to seek the Lord and be more like Christ every day more, but we fail and we have our downfalls and our kids don't always live up, you know, and and live out this wisdom and this knowledge, but it's a pursuit we have.
1: right? And we don't either, and... Sometimes we have to ask for forgiveness from our from our kids when we have failed and they've seen us fail. And then you know there's there's just times where we have to ask God for forgiveness and say, "Okay, Lord, I'm I messed up here. Just help me help me today to do what I'm supposed to do with you. Help me to walk closer to you."
0: Yeah. So friend, if you're struggling with, well, where do I start with the word? Episode 23 and 24 were both about God's word. And so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those. If you're struggling with other aspects of, of the spiritual discipline, the spiritual home education, one of one of the things that I struggle with is, God, how do I do something to give you honor and glory when I've never seen anybody do it before? And so friends, sometimes there's these steps of obedience we have to take, even though we've not been given great examples. But at the same time, sometimes we do have people in our lives that can come and encourage us, can come and equip us. I want to encourage our listeners today to be thinking of home education as an invitation to invite other believers Hmm. into your home, into other people's homes for the purpose of elevating your spiritual disciplines, your spiritual knowledge, your spiritual wisdom. So I I don't believe that, that spiritual home education is a a responsibility exclusively for you and I as parents. It is definitely our prime you know, primarily on us. But there's other people that we invite in to right. be a part of that and and to be a part of that journey.
1: And I also think that um being a part of a local body of believers and doing life with other believers also allows avenues for other believers to step in 100%. and also be a part of that process. And that's what God designed us to be that way, to use our giftings to help one another and build each other up. And that includes to our kids.
0: We're not isolated islands, but mm-hmm. we're, we're the body of Christ. And, and part of this home education in that spiritual regard includes the body of Christ, 100%. Totally on board. We definitely want to put that spiritual growth at the top. This is This is what God desires for us, so we want that to be elevated and understood as important in our life. But home education for me, although guided by my spiritual growth, there's there's practical things that we want for our kids to know. Definitely, And sometimes those things can be taught in a homeschooling environment with a homeschooling curriculum, with a formal education environment or curriculum. But then there's sometimes that as parents – As adults impacting youth, we just need to be stepping it up as well. So what are some of those practical life skills that we think or we desire? I guess we we don't want to project on other people, but things that we're going, okay, our kids need to know this. How do we effectively teach them this in our home?
1: Something that comes to mind is we all have to eat every day, right?
0: I like to eat every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think teaching them how to cook, how to do those things, is very important even how to keep up a home and be mindful of how to how to do things and that's another episode we've already kind of hit on but I think those are things that we do need to to teach our kids like how to how to clean how to feed yourself how to contribute to the family and and the, but those are things that they've got to do when they they leave the house. And so how do you do those things and be expected to do those things?
0: So isn't it interesting, though, that that something that you learn in the moment has generational impact potentially? Mm. You know, so the things that you and I learned and the responsibility that we were given and the expectations that our parents had for us, we have to step it up because we are responsible for others now. Right. But we want to pass that along in such a way where our kiddos can go, well, I, I do now for the sake of later. And I think that also applies to our spiritual life. Like the disciplines we do now is also for the sake of a future hope, a future a promise. And, and I liked what you said. We we want them to know so that they can be ready for, for the future. So cleaning. Cooking. Cooking. You know what? Something I want to teach our girls that I haven't done yet is changing a tire. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot of dads go, go I want my daughter to know how to change a tire, but I hope she has a a man in her life that's good enough that he would do it for her. Mm. But I, I don't want my daughters to not be equipped in, in that aspect of life. Mm-hmm. What else?
1: Finances, mm-hmm. how, to, how to deal with money, how to save, how to give a portion of that back to God because it's all His anyway. Just all those aspects. Or I think for the older kids, something we've been trying to do recently is just help them understand what kind of expenses are going out Monthly, twice a year, you know those kind of, or you know ha- whatever the expenses look like. There's things that are happening that a lot of our kids they don't really even understand yet, and I think our older kids are beginning to understand that there's a lot more financial things that happen
0: than what they were used to seeing. Yeah. So this brings up something really interesting. I- I'm specifically thinking of finances. We have opened up our finances significantly in the last couple of months to our oldest daughter mm-hmm. because she's taking a personal finance class and she's uh, doing consumer math. And we have basically let her see bank statements. We let her see the checkbook. And, and to be honest, when we first did it, I was kind of like, I, mm, those are things that we guard a lot of times. My concern is, though, is as parents, as adults, if we guard our kids from... Let me back up before I say what I was about to say. There are things we do need to guard our children from. Mm. There are things we have to be the filter in their lives, 100% hands down. But there are some things in our lives that we are guarded that are not bad things to protect them from. Mm. We are ashamed of how we've handled things, Mm. and so we don't let our kids see behind the curtain. But what if we reached a point where... We're using our finances in such a way to honor God that we go, yes, please see, because I want you to see an example of how to live this out so that you know how to live it out in the future. And that applies to our spiritual disciplines. <laughs> please watch me reading my Bible. Please see me as I pray. And I'm only an example. I'm not a perfection. But what if we were no longer ashamed to be those examples to our kiddos? Mm-hmm. Because our, our culture, our everyday, all day lifestyle of home education was for their benefit to be a model for them.
1: That's the word I was gonna use is we have to model these things to our kids because if we do not model them, someone else is modeling that to them. Who do we want to teach them? Mm-hmm. Who do we want them to learn from? Mm. Do we want them to learn from the world or whoever else is out there? No, we want, we prefer to teach our kids these things from us first and what our values are.
0: A hundred percent. If we create a vacuum in our home, something always fills the vacuum. That's exactly what you were saying, just right. a different way to say yeah. it. We have to be filling the void. I've heard parents say, though, well, hey, you know what, it's great that you think Jesus is the right way, but I really want to give my kids the flexibility to explore themselves. You know what, at first glance, you know, first time you hear that, you kind of go, well, well yeah, of course you want kids to to be independent, to make their own decisions. If If I took that to a financial level and go, you know what, I think I really have the right way of life regarding my finances, but I just really want my kids to explore it themselves (laughs) and find the system that really connects with them, like bankruptcy or overspending or shopaholic attitudes. No, no, we would never say that about finances. We want to teach them the right ways. And so, you know, friend, if you're listening right now, we do encourage you to elevate and step up as role models in the spiritual realm Hmm. because your kids need to know what truth is what God's wisdom is and God's knowledge is because it's more precious than gold. Mm. So they need to know that because if they're just given full reign to explore on their own, it, with no model, with no guidance, I think the enemy will steal that joy from them.
1: Oh, definitely. Not only that, there is other models out there that they are going to run to if we aren't those models. And so we definitely have to step up and, and be that for them and help them navigate this this world that we're living in.
0: 100%. I want to boast on what God is doing in our children's lives. Hopefully I'm not boasting on us. I see some things, um, some opportunities that we have tried to create for our kiddos, and one of them happened today. You had an impromptu yard sale. Mm-hmm. You came to me this morning. It was like, Nathan, this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, just whatever <laughs> you want to do. Yard selling, running your yard sale is really not my thing. But the way you have equipped some of our daughters you have trained them we have trained them about finances about general politeness about engaging strangers and you and i were pretty much hands off today yeah some people would go wow you have great kids you're so lucky and my pushback would be is this is the culmination of years of training Hmm and intentionality and thinking about what are these life lessons we want them to learn through home education? Why did you feel safe just to let them be and let them go in that situation?
1: We have done past garage sales. And so they've, I've modeled that to them. And we've worked through that process of how do you deal with negotiations or bargaining how do you treat customers those kind of things how do
0: you keep money safe
1: yes and i i trust them because they've they've stepped up and they've done it under our care and then like with us being there with them doing it now i feel like you know what they've they've they they're confident they know because at first they were like well what if they ask this or what if they ask that i was like girls you're fine just you know negotiate with them and and make those bargains happen. I trust you guys in, in, in those decisions.
0: And honestly, that's one hard thing for me is as a parent, I say my home education philosophy is to equip my children, but sometimes I still find myself wanting to to check them in ways they don't need to be checked. Mm. If I say I really trust you, I have to really trust your decision. Mm. As a dad, sometimes I want to protect my kids from going down a path that's harmful. Or sometimes I go, I don't agree with that decision. It should have been the other way. But a part of this home education philosophy is, I think of discipleship. I've heard people describe it this way. When you're discipling somebody, the first step is you watch me. You watch what I do. Step number two is now I watch you. You do it. Mm. I watch you and I give you feedback. The next step is I step away and you continue to do. And the fourth step is I step away further and you reach out to me when you need my help. And that's a part of this home education philosophy. We are equipping a 16-year-old to drive a car that someday she can drive away from us. Mm. So you watch me, I watch you, I stay close if you need me, you move further away, but I'm still available to you. Mm-hmm. It's this process that we're working through as, as right. mom and in dad. all,
1: hopefully, I hope. I, I know we fail and we mess up, but I do hope that it, that's in all these aspects that we're talking about. I'm hoping that that spiritual, financial, home, I'm sure we have more areas that we need to work on.
0: Another thing that's made me a proud papa recently is watching several of our daughters take on entrepreneurial adventures i guess is the best way to say it in um what what month was that was that in october
1: talking about the kids craft show yeah the
0: kids craft show was that september oh, i think september. that's september yeah so in the kids craft show the kids made crafts they sold the crafts it was it was kind of like a yard sale but instead of selling stuff from your home you're selling things you've made
1: it was a craft show so
0: it was that's why they called it the kids craft show but but what i was proud of is watching my kids start to, it was almost like a, a flip switched in some of their minds. A switch flipped. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> in some of their minds, and they started to realize, oh, I have giftings and abilities that are turning into opportunities that now are turning into provision in my life. Hmm. And we've been pretty honest about some of our past. Like we've we've struggled with our our move from overseas back to the Mm. States and and finances were tight and praise God, we're moving in a direction that is, is, you know, gives us some breathing room.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say.
0: But it forced us in some situations to teach our kids some lessons because we couldn't provide that for them yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing them look at needs, wants, and desires in their life. And I see their mind working through, how do I make this happen? Mm. Not that I have to be dependent on mom and dad for everything, but how do I earn an extra $10 because I want this? Or how do I earn an extra $20 so I can do that or help that person? It's really interesting to me to see them take the entrepreneurial spirit and start to project it out to other opportunities in their life.
1: I feel like they've definitely grown in this past year in that way.
0: Now, our older kids understand some of these lessons better than our younger kids, right, but it doesn't mean that it's not part of the culture mm-hmm. but then you know you see you see some of the younger kids go, "Why can't I have that? Why can't I do that?" And they're not quite in the same place to offer services and and products out to people, but I want to I want to encourage that entrepreneurial spirit. I want that to be a part of our home education and how we impact them and and how they live out life in the future
1: and to help them understand they're different giftings because there are some kids in our home that want to be more like maybe their older two siblings mm. where that's not who God made them to be mm. and so using their own giftings though to to take on that entrepreneurial spirit but with their giftings in mind not with their siblings giftings in mind
0: so we really, I don't think we discussed this when we were thinking about what we wanted to work through in this conversation, but a part of home education is some exploration yeah. of who I am, how I'm made, what I do well, and how do I turn that into positive aspects for their own life and other people in life. Now, we've stated before, we, we don't give our kids free reign to determine their schedules. Mm-hmm. We don't give our f- kids free reign to do everything that they could possibly do. Part of our our home education culture is to protect the family, and to protect that that way we do life. But we do give them exploration to try a, a musical instrument or to you know to try a sport. Maybe not to the same degree that other families do, but we have six kids and we just can't do that. Mm-hmm. But our home education is a part about exploring who you are, how you are made, and and how you can serve and benefit others in in those abilities. Right. So I'm always concerned that sometimes we articulate things that everything is is rainbows and unicorns. Ugh. And that's never been the case. There are challenges, there are obstacles. But as we've thought about our home education journey, about wanting to develop an everyday, all-day culture where learning is important, where pursuing God's wisdom is important, where knowing His knowledge, what what are some of those things that we have personally had to face that we know other families are facing as well. One thing that comes to mind, and I think I said it in the last episode, I hate saying I'm too busy. Mm. Busyness kills a lot of, of intentionality that we have as families.
1: Yeah, we don't, we don't get to spend time as families together because we fill up our schedules too tightly. We don't allow for any margin in our life.
0: I don't read many books, but I read one one time that talked about buffer time like what you just said that margin so you know what there is there's something to be said about having a 20% margin on your time so that you have the flexibility to jump towards an opportunity to serve or to pursue a, a entrepreneurial adventure but I, I think you're right I know you're right that we fill up every moment that we're awake and we just don't have, Buffer time or extra time. Why do you think why do you think people pursue busyness instead of stepping back and going, Okay, I can just rest with my family and we can
1: just be together and do something together. Buffer time doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but it's choosing how you spend your time and
0: Well, and busyness doesn't mean you've actually done anything. That's true. But I think we're I think we're taught to go well, I need to be busy, where I think there's opportunity in that buffer time and that margin time to impact your family from an educational perspective, a knowledge and a wisdom perspective that if if you're all scheduled up, you lose those opportunities.
1: Yeah. I was thinking of that question, though, of like, why why do we think that that's a good thing to, to fill up our schedule so tightly, though? What do you think?
0: I think we have been often evaluated based on what we do. Mm -hmm. Or maybe more so on the fact that we're doing something. Mm. And so it's hard to rest and take a Sabbath. It's hard to pull a moment away just to be with family and think about maybe more heavenly things. I don't think it benefits us in our culture today where everything's so swipe left, swipe right. You know, you refresh your social media. Our attention spans are becoming much shorter, even as adults. And, And that just adds to busyness, but doesn't necessarily add to value
1: in our lives or binge binge watching all the time or whatever that that is like and it just hit the next thing like moving on to the next thing without really i guess some contemplation on yeah on on what we're actually doing or what we're actually watching or i don't know
0: and more more susceptible to that too
1: yeah oh yeah oh yeah for sure
0: another obstacle i think we've faced when we think of home education is at times we've not felt prepared we didn't know what needed to be taught. We didn't know how to do what needed to be taught, especially in the spiritual realm. What's some encouragement we can give to brothers and sisters, moms and dads about, well, if you don't feel prepared, it doesn't mean just stop. Like, how do you, how do you pursue something as an adult so you can pass that along to your kiddo? Well,
1: I was just thinking, like, when you first become a parent, you don't feel prepared to... Not at all. <laughs> To take on this new life and, you know, that that's all new territory. And so I think with every day, there's always going to be something new that we are learning, that we can be implementing. But I think that we can go to Scripture on some things. Or, you know, I, I always want to go to Scripture first if I can. Yeah. But then I think there's other people that we can go to that have walked to that path that we can say, hey, you know, how how do you do this or i don't know just be being willing to ask questions to to others and i know you you're a question guy you like to ask questions
0: but i think a lot of people don't ask questions because they sh- they feel shame mm. well shouldn't i know this already shouldn't i shouldn't i be more prepared anything that takes you away from god takes you away from his people is an attack from the enemy. Mm. Anything that tries to separate us and divide us is from the enemy. It's okay to need other people when it brings you closer to God. I'm not talking about codependency and Mm -hmm. and unhealthy relationships, but I think we're so afraid of being judged as being needy that we forget that we can Mm -hmm. come to the body sometimes. And where we're talking about this home education, if you never receive that in your home and you want to start something new and fresh in your home, you might need help from somebody outside. Yeah, but not neglecting that the Holy Spirit's inside of our lives. Right. That that Scripture is sufficient. But it's okay to have people to surround you. So this home education idea. This includes other people coming into your home to be a part of this process.
1: I do think that at times we have this. I deal with this a lot. It's just fear and doubt. Am I am I doing what I what I need to be doing for my kids? Are they going to be prepared? I have to. I I feel like the enemy attacks me in that way a lot. I want the best for my kids. I want but more than anything I want them to be able to know how to seek the Lord first mm. and how to even seek out other other believers and and help when when they don't know how to do something. And so I know that that fear and that doubt comes from the enemy and so I have to take that thought captive and reject it and and replace it with truth in in my life because I know he doesn't want me to be you know, that spiritual leader in my kid's life or in anyone's life for that matter. Yeah.
0: Something that kind of came to mind as you were talking about this, it seems like the enemy wants to isolate us. Mm -hmm. Another way he tries to isolate us is, well, you don't have that gifting. Mm. Like
1: Comparison.
0: Comparison. So so Nathan, you know, you want your kids to know how to, to change a tire. I can do that, but I don't know much else about cars, right? And so I kind of go, well, I I can't do it. I start comparing myself to other people where really what God wants for me is to be a part of the body and invite the body in Mm. to help me to learn so I can help teach my kids or or to help our kids learn directly. You know, I'm thinking of grandmas and grandpas that have valuable lessons to teach their grandkids. I'm thinking about aunts and uncles. I'm thinking about neighbors, godly neighbors who pour into your kiddos. There's just this whole swath of people that have so many giftings that have so many abilities that care so much about your family i hope i hope you have people like that in your life so that you don't go well i'm all on my own you know isolated on an island no you have people that want to be a part of encouraging you to to develop your family in that spiritual way and those practical life skills
1: Hmm.
0: in, in all aspects of life Hey, I was thinking that as we wrap up this podcast that we just give some specific advice to some specific categories of people. <laughs> because what we said earlier, I, I truly believe home education, the, the training of children isn't exclusively a mom-dad responsibility, but I believe we are primarily responsible. Right. So I'm not advocating for farming out your responsibility to other people. But I want a, a mom to hear something very specific. I want a dad to hear something very specific. I want extended family to hear an encouragement today, and and also other believers in these families' lives. So maybe
1: even maybe singles or oh yeah, yeah. or people that don't have kids yet. I mean, everyone, right?
0: Everyone has something to give when we think about home education. That you have an opportunity to shape families. So let's start with moms. What's some advice you would give to moms? as they're thinking about how do I educate my kids and claim back the spiritual responsibility, these practical life skills? How do do moms do that? What encouragement would you give?
1: Maybe one small encouragement would be start with prayer and just ask the Lord to help you and guide you in your daily life with them. Maybe pray together with your kids just start off with something simple it's creating a new habit in your life if you haven't done that yet and so take back a few a few minutes each day with with your kids and start together with prayer or reading a little bit of scripture i mean i think it could go so much further than that but i think that's a that could be a great starting place where if you haven't done it before
0: so what I'm hearing you say is if you don't have the habit built in yet into your life, start with simple, attainable goals yeah. to, to start off with instead of like big, audacious goals that maybe you'll fail at quickly and you'll feel more shame. Start with things that you can achieve to build that habit. Yeah, that part just
1: of it? yeah. Just start somewhere and and, and implementing that um, aspect with between you and your kids, or just or in your own personal life, so that it becomes more natural in other aspects of your life.
0: What would you say to moms who maybe feel isolated and maybe isolated from you know community, but then maybe even isolated within within their family unit, where you know there's some tough relationships, maybe even with a husband.
1: Oh man. That's tough. I I would hope that they could find community somewhere either through a local body of believers where they f- they could find a friend where they could reach out to just to have an outlet to just share burdens with um, and pray about those burdens. I just I just can't imagine doing life without other believers in my life that I can I can reach out to and say, "Hey, I know they're going to pray for me. Hey, can you guys pray for this?" No matter what your situation is, I would want moms to find a connection somehow with community.
0: 100%. You know, as I'm thinking about dad's roles in home education historically and even very much so in our in our present culture, oftentimes men vacate their spiritual leadership role. As men step away, There are times when strong women will step up and be strong spiritual leaders. But what I would want to encourage a man is, A, if you've you've never stepped up or if you've stepped away from your spiritual leadership role, God wants you back in that role. Your family needs you back in that role. Maybe you feel the shame. Maybe you don't feel prepared. Maybe you think your giftings don't match up with what you need to be. But I want to remind you that the wisdom of God is more precious than anything in the entire world. And it's so precious that we take it, we get changed by it, but we pass it on to our wives. Mm. We pass it on, well, your wife, singularly, <laughs> pass it on to our kiddos. I know from experience that that sometimes I just want to relax at the end of the day. I just want to step away. I don't want to have any more responsibility. The wrong thinking about that is, is kingdom life, seeking, seeking Jesus Christ as king and Savior and Lord means that I, I never I never step back. I'm always stepping in hmm. and I'm always leaning in. And so my encouragement for fathers and husbands and and men in general is is let's not step away from this responsibility. Let's lean into it knowing that there will be challenges and it will be tough. But that's where God wants us hmm. in the hard times, being protectors, being providers, being leaders.
1: And I would hope that with men stepping up and taking on that responsibility and that role, though, that the the wives could come alongside, though, and they can they can be a strong partnership in creating that home education for their family together as a unit. You know, not not divided. 100%. Um, you know, that's where Satan comes in, and he wants to tear down the family unit. What better way is to get us to? S- disconnected and and not unified. Well, I mean
0: and fighting each other internal battles. Yeah.
1: And so if we can if we can get on the same page and and fight together the battlefield of what the enemy is trying to do and know that our enemy is not one another. We can be stronger and we can encourage one another and encourage our kids in a new way, I think. 100%.
0: So we've been talking about these moms and dads that really need the support of each other. They need to be led by God by the Holy Spirit. They have extended family, right?
1: Most of the time, I would Most say of the time. so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Many times we have the opportunity of having extended family part of our lives. Sometimes that that creates very challenging situations. As a family member, what what encouragement can we give to family members that are seeing moms and dads, husbands and wives wanting to build strong families, have a strong home education culture, but they just don't know what to do? I have one thought. First off, there's some things that we don't have to critique. There are some things that we go, that man of God, that woman of God, that brother or sister in Christ is seeking the Lord. They might not be doing it the way I I would do it personally, but they're not sinning. Mm. They're not disobeying. They're not falling away. So I think what we do is we encourage people to pursue Christ – with freedom on how we personally implement that in our lives. I'm not saying we allow heresy. I'm not saying we allow blatant sin. Mm-hmm. But sometimes as family members we have to we have to look at them and go, that's not the way I would do it. But mm-hmm. I want to encourage them the way God's leading
1: them. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's really wise to look on a situation, maybe with that perspective. Other family members can be encouraging if they do see something in a family's life. They can voice that. So many times we, we cut people down and we don't encourage them where we see them doing well. I think that can motivate people to to keep going, to keep running the race. You know, we want to be an encouragement to other people. Family members can, can do that and share what they're seeing God doing in, in, in their family's life.
0: I think this one— um would apply to family members, but also other believers that are in families' lives, A, genuinely be praying for the the moms and the dads and for the kiddos. Be praying for those families in a way where you're you're praying for their growth and their maturity and their, their pursuit of the Lord. But sometimes we just need to step in and go, how else can I be praying for you? Because, you know, as, as we're trying to develop, and you mentioned this earlier, as we're trying to develop this culture in our family of pursuit of the Lord, home education, the enemy will come and attack. And hopefully we have the vulnerability to actually open up to people about what's really happening. Because as as we're pursuing this home education, as the enemy comes in, I want other people to know how they can be praying for us. Mm. I don't want to be so isolated or filled with so much shame that I don't say, hey, I I need you to be praying for me in this weakness in my life right now. Mm. I need you to be lifting up our our kiddo who is struggling with X, Y, and Z right now and and just really being vulnerable in that way it's hard to do that with family it's hard to do that with friends
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and believers but as as followers of Christ we need to have a transparency that sometimes we don't we don't have
1: that's true i also think though that we can pull in other believers other people that we have in our community and allow their their giftings to be used to impact our our kids' lives. So you you kind of hit on this earlier a little bit, but if they have if they have something that we can't offer, maybe they would be willing to be a part of that journey, you know, adventure with you guys on and helping your kids learn something practical in this way. Even spiritually. I mean, of course I want them to come in spiritually and supplement, you know, what we're we're doing, but Practically as well, if they have a gifting that we don't have,
0: I, are you thinking of the example I'm thinking? Of? I
1: think I'm pretty sure we're on the same page on that one. So
0: a, a shout out to Caleb if yeah. you're listening, <laughs> and just helping us teach hard things safely. Yes, and teach important things wisely. Yeah, you want people to come in where you don't have the gifting, but again, we have to go. I don't know that,
1: yeah. and as a
0: as a man, mm-hmm. to go, I don't know how to do that, or I, I don't do that as well as you do, and we start to compare ourselves, but. But I look at my brother in Christ, I look at my sister in Christ and say, you are so different from me. You are part of what my kid needs in totality mm-hmm. when there's some things I can't offer them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we suck up our pride <laughs> or we just enjoy watching it. You know, that yeah. was that was such a beautiful moment to to see a friend pour into some of our, our kiddos and he did it so well and so graciously. And so I looked at it and go, I couldn't have done that. But praise God, I have a brother in Christ that can. Yeah. You know, I could see a, a mom or a woman go, well, I can't cook as well as somebody else.
1: Mm.
0: And, and feel shame about that. that. And don't don't feel shame. Grow with your kids as somebody else is mm. pouring into your kids.
1: Or invite another mom that does cook well if you're wanting to learn that. Say, let's do you mind cook? Yeah, let's cook together or do something together. And I know there's some ladies in our, our core group that have, have mentioned, hey, let's do a cooking day together. We've never done it yet. But, I mean, it's just Hey, learn from one another. And it's okay, though, if you can't cook. Maybe that's not the area where you're gifted in. But if you're wanting to do that, then ask someone to help you with it, if that's that's what you're wanting to learn.
0: Nina, this has been true the whole time, and it just hit me differently when you were saying the last little part. We've been talking about home education as education for ourselves and for our kiddos. But what you just said and what we've been talking about this latter part of inviting other believers— is home education extends to adults in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how you could go, hey, I know I can love you in this way or encourage you in this way. Come into my home. Hey, I need some help in this way. Can I come to your home? And how we do core group at nights in people's homes. So friends, um, you know, this home education, even though kind of started off with a, this is what we do for our family, this is what we do for our spiritual family it's not it this is what we do for our extended uh, physical family <laughs> this is what we do for our neighbors this is what we do for all people in this culture of of home education of being genuine and authentic in everyday kind of lifestyle you know this is really what we're talking about. do you mind pulling up? Deuteronomy.
1: That's what I was just looking at. Yeah, I was I thought trying so. I, I, thought so. <laughs> I was trying to figure out which verse I really wanted to start in, but it is in Deuteronomy 6 and we've mentioned this in in previous podcasts as well, but I do think it's it hits on exactly what you're talking about and what we've been talking about. I read verses five through nine. And so it's just, as we're going.
0: And it's taking it's, every aspect of life.
1: As you're going, you're you're having things with your kids. As you're going, you're gonna run into other believers. As you're going, you're going to run into unbelievers. So how do we live out this principle?
0: An everyday, all day kind of
1: Yeah, culture. just doing it all the time.
0: Nina, I wanna read one more section of, of scripture. This is Matthew twenty eight. I'll start with verse eighteen. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There was some teacher in my life one time that said, verse 19 shouldn't just be go therefore. And just like you were saying, it should really be as you are going. So we see this desire for God in our families. As you are going, teach and train and model and equip. And if we look at what Jesus said in Matthew 28, as disciple makers, as we are going, we make disciples of all nations, we baptize them, and we teach them the commands. There's really not much separation between family life Mm -hmm. and spiritual life. Yeah. As we're going, we provide and equip, invest. Invite. Invite. This happens in our homes. I think that's really what home education is about. As Mm -hmm. we are going, let people be a part of your life. Let them be a part of your home and pour into them. Just pour into them deeply.
1: Mm, I like it. Hey friends, we really appreciate you listening to our podcast today on how we can build faithful families with home education. As Nathan said there at the very end, it's as we are going in our daily life. And so link arms with other people in your community of believers and go and be disciples for your kids and for other people. That's what God wants for us to do.
0: We maybe didn't clarify this, but home education just doesn't have to be in the home. Yeah. But it's about this culture of family seeking the Lord. So thanks for being a part of today. We'll talk to you later.
1: Blessings.